0: What's up and welcome everybody to the Bros and Consoles podcast miniseries, Ready and Waiting, where I come to you with a game review to spotlight an awesome game I've recently experienced in order to spread the word and just let others know that they're missing out if they haven't tried it out already. As always, I am one half of your host, Nathan Choquette, and this time the episode is about Paradise Lost, a game that was developed by Polly and published by All In Games. As always, to kind of maintain some transparency here for myself and people listening, I played the game on my PS5 um, via backwards compatibility. It is a PS4 game, as well as you know, found on Xbox One and PC, um, and the code was provided to me by the publisher a few hours before it released. Um, As always, you can expect my honest opinions on these reviews because I'm not inclined to play games that I don't like and even less inclined to record full episodes about games I have no interest in. Um, But feel free to take anything I say with a grain of salt until you try the game out for yourself. Now, let's get straight into it. Walking simulators. You know, it's a term that can kind of sound like an insult to some, but I feel as often misunderstood as a genre overall. After all, you know, it sounds... It, does, you know, it doesn't sound particularly thrilling to be supposedly simulating walking within a game, but when you think of games like uh, Gone Home and Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and even Firewatch, um, you get the sense that walking simulators can be so much more than these kind of plain sounding genres name implies. Uh, these are not games that are focused on walking, but instead you know, carefully crafted story experiences meant to delight the player with a tale they have never experienced before. Um, the developers want to, you know, players to focus on the world and the story that they're weaving so much so that they've thrown out most of the, you know, normal conventional gameplay mechanics people are used to seeing in video games, except for the, you know, of course, ability to be able to move around and occasionally interact with things within the world. Paradise Lost is one of the most recent um, kind of delves into this genre itself and it's definitely achieved its own place among the games i mentioned previously um, in my opinion it tasks the player to control a young boy named shimon and that's um, got an interesting spelling there it's a s-z-y-m-o-n i think even kind of hearing it's talked about in the game it almost sounds like simon a little bit but you know Really, really cool, um, I believe, Polish name, um, and journey with him through an abandoned Nazi bunker in an alternate history take of the um, world after World War II. Um, in this alternate timeline, the Nazis were the first to win the nuclear arms race. And although they were still pushed to the brink of destruction by you know, the combined efforts of allied forces, they really made sure that everyone else still lost the war by you know, setting off a nuclear holocaust across the world at the time. Um, the Nazis also supposedly built this bunker in, you know, the hopes of allowing the chosen elite German citizens to survive in isolation, and eventually reemerge to repopulate the earth after such a time where it would be safe to do so, given the whole, you know, irradiated state of the world above. Uh, it's a dark tale for sure, but um, one that seems feasible, you know, if things had turned out differently in the past. So I think that's a, a really cool way to kind of start things off for that whole thing. Now, playing as Shimon, you kind of journey further downwards into the depths of the bunker, and the game really shows off one of its strong suits in its ability to continuously wow me and keep me excited to see what each deeper level in the you know massive compound has. Uh, my ideas of ideas of a bunker, you know, being a few small rooms underground, were so far off from what the actual game kind of introduced me to, and. Kind of the grandiose structures that were erected by these nazis and everything in the past of the game and it really gave me the kind of necessary urge to explore everywhere i could within the world um, even if the game kind of doesn't always have multiple routes that you can take to kind of reach your end goal of each level The attention to detail in the game also adds to the overall atmosphere, which I really appreciated, Um, such as when I passed through a lit-up lone train car after kind of a brief puzzle series, um, series? No, section, I guess is kind of a a better term there. Um, And... Inside the train car, you could see kind of signs of a heavy skirmish in the past. Um, It's kind of shell casings and machine guns on the ground inside the car. And when I eventually reached the other end and happened to look back at the car, um, noticed that from its side, you could see um, bullet holes and kind of light shining out through those things. It really kind of added to the whole um, creepy kind of um, somber atmosphere that they had going on there. And, you know, in a genre that you know has to hold a player's attention via its narrative and environmental storytelling, uh, Paradise Lost's Atmosphere achieves that goal really easily, in my opinion. One particular thing that walking simulators can benefit from as well is having the player character speak and, you know, specifically talking with someone else in the game. And that kind of makes sense with the story in a certain way. Um, the game adds in Eva, uh, spelled E-W-A, to be Shimon's partner um, to that end, and their chemistry works together really nicely. Um, games like Firewatch kind of show how important good chemistry is between, you know, your character and maybe an unseen voice that you're kind of chattering with throughout the game. So it's you know really important for Paradise Lost to have us feel like Shimon and Eva really vibe off each other in a meaningful way. Um, There are moments in the early parts of the game where I could really tell that Eva was special and that she would make a good companion for Shimon throughout the game. Um, However, one of the game's downfalls, though, is that it can be hard to kind of straddle that line on how much to give away from the unseen character in order to kind of keep an air of mystery throughout the journey. There were some times when Eva's responses seemed to give away larger story beats that had yet to reveal themselves, which eventually you know kind of took away some of these surprise that i guess that would have been brought on when these things were revealed later on in full and you know there was also one point in the early game i think where i thought that Eva was trying to play it cool around shimon because um, i thought that there was kind of groundwork being laid for a possible romantic la- relationship later on um spoilers pretty heavy spoilers there i was very wrong about that so <laughs> i'm not gonna go further into it other than saying that there but you know, little little tiny things. I maybe have just kind of misread that situation um, at the time, but you know, there's kind of different ways that people can interpret stories and everything like that as well. And I think that's something to think about. Um, speaking of the characters themselves, though, another strong suit of the game were the voice actors and their performances. Um, as I mentioned, Shimon and Eva are very likable from the start, and it helps to kind of you know also be able to choose most of your responses as Shimon to be able to form his character in the way you want um sometimes you know the choices kind of make it seem like you know like one one choice will make you seem kind of like a I guess like a a bad kid another one kind of makes you seem more like on the nice side so they're not you know super super um I guess like gray area type of like choices and stuff it definitely kind of feels like you're choosing like either you know good responses or negative responses in certain areas um but you know, aside from that, one small thing I found a bit strange was how occasionally I would be you know, thinking of what I wanted to say in response to a question or a comment from Eva, and would miss my chance to reply at all because the options would just totally disappear, which kind of just effectively ended the conversation. Um, those type of kind of invisible countdowns didn't seem to really work well in a game where you know dialogue is one of the main avenues through which the player is receiving the story, and kind of took me out of the experience a little bit whenever it happened. But um, while the supporting cast, you know, was all interesting in their own ways, it was really Shimon and Eva that really helped the game shine in the end there. Now, obviously, all games have their strong and weak points, so Paradise Lost is no exception there. Um, Even in the, you know, initial day one patch, there were a couple bugs I encountered which kind of took me out of the immersion the game had set me in so well. Um, it seems like you know bugs have become more rare nowadays because I can't really remember the last time I like you know, literally fell through the world after opening a door or happened to defy gravity and you know, stopped moving up and down across the floor like normal. Um, the skywalking bug that I'm calling it there was particularly strange because I could reset myself back to the ground if I was close enough to interact with something, like a switch in the environment, um, but then would start to skywalk again. As I came across stairs, um, usually ones that went downwards were the ones that, you know, made me kind of run into this bug. But um, most of the time, though, a simple reset of the game was all it took to get things back to normal, um, even if it meant replaying from the start of a level, um, because I don't believe there was a whole lot of kind of like notable like checkpoints throughout things. Uh, bugs aside, though, there are certain choices that, you know, were made in the gameplay itself that dampen the otherwise great experience. Um, I'm talking specifically about the choice to force players to hold the trigger. Um, for me, on the PS5, that was um, R2. And, you know, pushing on the thumbstick in one direction or another. Um, and this was kind of each time I wanted to do something generally mundane like opening a door or climbing a ledge Um, you know heck even the majesty of the last level was brought down slightly when the game required me to kind of make an individual action press each time I wanted to move forward using a boat or Um, I think the biggest piece of advice I could give to developers out there you know coming from a place of hopefully just you know um, understood as kind of total constructive criticism is that you know when people are coming in to play a game with the knowledge of it being a walking simulator, it's not really necessary to add in um, what we, we might think of as kind of repetitive gameplay to make us feel like we're doing something. you know we're here for the story and you know don't necessarily need to be taken out of it by forcing us to kind of make the character do mundane actions, um, especially if multiple times in a row. Um, I think, Here and there, those things can kind of work in certain ways. Um, For things like the memory tubes in the game, I think that kind of adds in a little bit of extra immersion. But for regular things like you know pulling open doors or rowing a boat kind of thing, those type of things take people out of it a little bit more and kind of, um, you know, if anything that's bringing you out of the immersion of a story-based game is something that, you know, can kind of be tweaked a little bit because you want to stay in there as much as possible, keep people... You know, moving forward as much as possible and interested in the, you know, the good parts of the game rather than these things that don't feel quite as um, necessary, I'll say. All that being said, though, my time with Paradise Lost is something special from kind of the early part of 2021, Um, obviously special enough to even make me want to play through the game twice to get all the trophies and see both endings. Um, If that's not, you know, a testament to how much I enjoyed my time with the game, then I don't really know how to describe otherwise than that, (laughs) you know, you guys know that I love getting my trophies and everything, but games that, you know, would make me play through the entire thing twice, and, you know, if I wasn't enjoying the experience and everything, probably would not have attempted it at all there, so definitely kind of shows that the game really kind of shines in certain ways. And, you know, in a way that small annoyances like the occasional bug and some repetitive button presses um, to perform certain actions are hardly something that should keep players, you know, out of the experience and make something that they have to kind of worry about in the end. Um, I think you know. In all, in all, just allow yourself to kind of explore the deeper parts of the bunker. Um, enjoy the stories that you get from the notes and the memory tubes along the way, um, and then cherish the banter between um, Shimon and Eva, because the atmosphere and the storytelling of Paradise Lost is well worth the the fourteen ninety nine you would pay to take to get into this good and sometimes great experience. Now I know it's kind of a shorter sounding episode and everything. The um, I'm trying out a new formula I'll say where kind of want to make it into more of a kind of you know recorded like essay type of thing in a way so I have an idea of kind of where my thoughts are going rather than kind of trying to go through bullet points um, we'll see kind of how this goes and everything I'm trying to kind of do somewhat more of like a fluid type of format through it i don't want to just be like reading things that i've written previously and whatnot and i also don't want to just you know be going off the cuff all the time so you know feel free to to kind of let me know what things you guys like and dislike by writing into Consoles at gmail.com um most of all though if you enjoyed the review then please go check out all the hard work that the developers at polyamorous put into the game Um, Like I said, it's currently out on PC, Xbox One, and PS4, um, and I definitely recommend, you know, checking it out if you're looking for something to play that you can kind of get through in one or two sittings, Um, not like a giant game. And I know sometimes people are looking for more of those um, bite-sized kind of experiences. So definitely something that you could get through in a few hours if you're kind of going through at a decent pace and everything. Um, And then, you know, aside from just kind of if you've already played it and wanted to write into brosandconsoles.gmail.com to let us know about it, um, send some love to the devs because, I mean, in these more difficult times that we're all in, um, small words of praise can really mean a lot for, you know, people that have been working on these games for a really long time. And, you know, like, like I always kind of try to end things off here, uh, Paradise Lost is ready and waiting for you to play. So, if you're so inclined to do that, have at it. Um, As always, it's been a pleasure podcasting for you all. Thank you guys all for the support. And I will see you again next weekend. Until then, stay safe and healthy. And cheers, everybody.